Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Boss man show in front of the show, my buddy, Coach Carm, Sienna Saints out of the Mac. Coach Carm, what's up, my brother? How you doing, man? Oh, hanging in there, man. Just uh, another day, another chance to get better. That's all we're looking to do. I hear that, man. Hey, you're playing where right now? 6-0 in, in the MAC play, man. Just beat Kevin Baggin and Riley this past weekend. We got St. Peter's coming up this week. So how you feeling seeing your guys win six games, doing what you've been through all year long, brother? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's exciting to be back playing. We're thankful, but you know, we we got a chance to do something special, and I don't want our guys really looking at our record. I think, you know, obviously we haven't played a full forty minutes yet, so it's all about you know, kind of taking care of all the details and not really worrying about the score. If we keep ourselves to our Sienna standards and everything we got to do on a daily basis, you know, that end result will take care of itself. And so we just had two really good days of practice. Um, and now we'll start our prep for St. Peter's tomorrow and, uh, you know, have a two-day prep. And then we're on ESPNU at 7 o'clock Eastern time, you know, Friday night. And uh, we'll see where the chips fall. But, you know, I'm just looking for a great effort from our guys. We're thankful to be back playing. And, you know, now it's, it's you know, every day you got to win. You got to win every day with, with your approach and how you attack it. And we want to make sure we're getting better in all we do. And how has it been for your guys, man, as you know, you've stopped twice and getting your guys in shape, not getting your guys hurt. So how's it been for you and your staff to keep your guys healthy with COVID-wise and health-wise on the court? You know, it, it's a constant process with one, you know, making sure we're adhering to the social distancing and the mask wearing, the hand washing. You know, I have my director of ops in the locker room every day when these guys come in, making sure they're washing their hands. And, and now we're lucky. There's no other really students on campus except our women's basketball team and maybe some some cross country runners. Uh, the rest of the student body comes back February 22nd. So we have a chance 
to kind of be in our own bubble. But, you know, we try to keep our guys on campus isolated, you know, with ourselves in the dining hall. When we go on the road, you know, we have to-go meals from the hotel. We have our, our own conference room where we make sure we sanitize it after every time we watch film and meet and stretch. And then obviously the, you know, with the mental piece, we're making sure they're, they're kind of in a good mental space. And then obviously physically with, you know, we try to do a recovery lift the day after a game. So we don't really have an off day. We have a recovery day. And then we lift two times a week and we stretch the, the day before the game. Then we stretch the day of shoot around. We do a lot of, a lot of stretching, a lot of hydration, um, a lot of treatment with our trainer, Greg Dashnall, who does a great job. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just want to make sure these guys are taking care of their bodies the best of the ability. You know, there's some, some studies out there about soft tissue issues and, and you know, hamstrings and, and those type of muscles where you want to make sure you're doing a lot of sprint work like two days before the game. And it's, you know, I think six to eight sprints where you're getting your guys to kind of go max speed, but those muscles are getting used to that. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't have a specific basketball performance coach. Our strength coach does a great job. But I lean on, you know, I got a good buddy of mine, Matt Johnson, who's the strength and conditioning coach for basketball performance at Butler. He's their first one there that's ever done it. And so I lean on him a lot and he helps our strength coach out too. And, you know, just trying to use all the resources we can to make sure these guys are in tip top shape to compete. I hear that, man. You know, like you said, man, only playing six games all these months, man. I can only imagine you guys being in condition because you're playing back-to-backs too. And, you know, you know, I know for the NBA level, even if the Atlanta Hawks played Brooklyn that one night, came back home and played Cleveland, lost about 15 points because they let out the gas in the third quarter. So how has it been for your guys knowing you got back-to-backs on the weekends here to keep them very much healthy and prepared, knowing you got to play them 80 minutes potentially two days in a row? Yeah, the, the back-to-backs are a monster. You know, people talk about the players, but, man, I, I'm beat up. It takes me three days to recover. So, you know, you play Friday, Saturday. I don't feel right till Tuesday, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning with just needing the rest because, you know, you're watching film. Your, your mind's always going. Even if you're trying to rest, you know, your mind's still going. Um, I think it's a lot to do with mindset. You know, I, you can still hear me. I'm still kind of hoarse a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. And so – You know, it's about getting these guys to understand, hey, regardless of the outcome of that first night, you and I come and do it all over again to the best of your ability, 100%, 100% of the time. And we don't make excuses. We don't let others make excuses for us. And so now it's about, hey, execution, discipline, may have to slow it down a little bit. We want to get up and down and attack and finish, but we may have to, you know, get a defensive stop in no time and score and then run and execute in the half court at the pace we want to play at but without sacrificing that ability to set good screens, to worry about the details, setting our man up, coming off the screen. All that stuff is so key to being able to execute high-level offense. And, you know, I felt like we had some slippage last game. We were fortunate to win. But, um, you know, I told our guys, it's the success is in those details and, and doing those simple things to the best of our ability and not kind of, you know, getting tired of doing those simple things to the best of our ability. That success is in those details. Yeah, because as you know, man, you know, when you're tired, you, you kind of lack on, on your principle, whether it be reaching, you don't want to slide, you don't want to, because you, you know, when you're tired, you get lazy. So making sure that you fight through that, that mental hurdle that the body wants to quit, but you can't quit, fight through and do it the right way, because guess what? You'll win the game eventually, because every win counts right now, because you don't know when you'll play again. So when you're out there, you got to make sure you capitalize while you can. Exactly. So, you know, you got to make sure you're taking care of everything you can control. You know, you're stretching, you're hydrating, you're eating right, you're sleeping right. 
you're, you know, you're adhering to the, all the, the protocols for, for COVID, you know, procedures and making sure you're safe that way. And then you still got to get in the weight room. Then you still got to produce on a court. You still got to get your shots up. You still got to be able to execute. You still got to get your film watching in. So, you know, I think what I'm going to start doing is I had our, our staff, you know, my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator and special teams coach, you know, they all had 15 minute meetings with all of our players today. So I had a, a player meeting and then they each had a meeting 15, 15, 15. So that's about, you know, 50 to 55 minutes out of our players day. But I like doing that on Tuesday. So similar to how an NFL coach works, right? Oh, yeah. You kind of have those position group meetings and now you're able to clean up some execution and do some teaching and not really worried about the physical breakdown. Down, but you still got to keep them mentally engaged. Yes, typically on, on that on that Monday uh, uh, when, when you come in on that Monday, uh, off of that Tuesday, or it's, it's those the working off day in the NFL, of course. So yeah, you you yeah you have it down to a science because that's what they do with, with the Falcons and all other NFL teams on on that Monday. Yeah, so you know I just try to make sure we're, we're filling our guys' cups up with that knowledge they need to be successful. And, you know, when it's, when it's said and done, you know, I make sure they all got a, a notebook and a pen. And, and they, I want them leaving with three bullet points from each meeting. So, hey, you know, some tangible things that they can really focus on. And, and when they're in the room at night, go through their notebook and see what they, see what they wrote down, you know, and, and what they said. And, and, you know, I think it's also the message you're giving to your captains and your leadership on the team amongst the players and how you're telling them and, and keeping them engaged with their team. And then how you're talking to all the guys. You know, I got guys, I got a captain that's a walk-on that I have in charge of the bench and the energy on the bench because we're playing in gyms with no fans. Oh, yeah. So I want our guys to be the most connected team on the bench too. So they're keeping the other guys engaged on the court and we're all working together for that common goal. But it's, it's a constant process, right? You're never taking any time off. You're never really relaxed and you're making sure everybody's holding each other accountable. Oh, definitely. Let me ask you something. You up there in what well, up in New York? How's it the vibe with the Bills, man? And I'm, you know, we, we, me and you are no Bills fans, but how is the vibe up there with the Bills doing what they're doing? Oh, everybody's excited. <laughs> you know, they say you got the Bills mafia, and obviously, you know, Josh Allen, the quarterback, is is fun to watch, and you know, the trade they made for for the wide receiver from the Vikings. Obviously, you know, he's he's a problem. You got to cover him. You know, I think it was maybe. Two games ago, they weren't even doubling him. He was just kind of going out at will and just catching passes left and right. But, uh, no, it, it, they're excited. I, you know, I'm excited that, you know, the four teams you got are all, you know, kind of up-tempo, faster-paced. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed watching the, the Brady-Breeze battle. Um, you know, everyone's talking about it's tough to beat a team three times. But uh, I just thought the Buccaneers' game plan was much better. And then, obviously, Breeze threw two, two costly interceptions. I mean, no matter what sport you're playing, turnovers kill, right? You got to oh, win yeah. that turnover battle. Yeah, Jerry Cook's fumble turning everything around for that game. I'm like, had Jerry Cook not fumbled that ball, it was a score, score, score touchdown. And they would have made Brady have to drop back. When he used to drop back 100 times. You know, it, when he had to rush the pass in Texas, the Saints can just rush you like they do Matt Ryan all the time. Oh, you're in trouble. When they're ahead – you can't stop that. So that phone by Jerry Cook changed that whole game right there. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, right? Just that that one break, that one possession, you know, that one costly turnover or, or lack of execution. I mean, that sometimes changes the tides. And you know, I, we use football some to teach our team just about possession and you know, team that wants to run the ball and beat you up, especially when they have a lead. 
you know, and, and that's, you know, look at what uh, Leonard Fournette did for the Bucks too, with them grabbing him, you know, now that, and they can pick and choose, right? He probably wasn't used as much as he would have liked during the regular season, but now it gets the playoff time and they pick their matchup. And that's what the pros are about in basketball or football, right? You pick those matchups to pick on, and that's kind of where you're going in certain games and in certain instances. Most definitely. And let me ask you, us being fans of the Atlanta Falcons, what is your favorite Falcon uniform? Mine is the old Chris Chandler, Jeff George Falcon, you know, the old school ones from the 90s. What is your favorite Falcons jersey? Yeah, I love the old school red ones. Old school red from back when uh, maybe Chris Miller, Deion Sanders, you know, red with the silver and a little black. Oh, yeah. Um, and the red helmets. So the red helmets, um, you know, those are were, those were probably mine. I think back in the day, you know, you would go to the grocery store with, with your parents and, you know, at the end you got a little quarter, you know, like the bubble gum machines, but you could put a quarter in and you could get an NFL football helmet. So every time I would go to the store, I would get football helmets and I would actually play like 10 on 10 or however many little helmets I had. And that was back, you know, the old school Patriots helmets and the old school Buccaneers helmets with the, you know, the, the guy with the, I forget what you want to call him. I guess he's a Buccaneer, but you know, the orange with yeah. the kind of like the sword. The creamsicle guy, the creamsicle. <laughs> the creamsicle guy. So, you know, my dad would always keep me, you know, up to date and he'd ask me the team and I'd give him the mascot. And then we even got so far as doing like all the USFL teams back in the day, United States football league. Um, you know, Jim Kelly was in there. Steve Young was in that league. So um, always been a big fan of football and, um, no, it's just, I just think, you know, obviously I think sports are great. I think it can bring people together and I think it teaches life lessons. And that's why I love it. Man, my first, my, my first game for the Falcons when I was two years old, Carm, 889 with my father at Fulton County Stadium. I was two. <laughs> my first game ever. The Polaroid camera, I was with my little Falcons hat, my little Falcons gear. It was just like, wow. It was like 22 years ago, man. It was like 30 some years ago almost, man. It's like crazy. Time flies, man. I, I still remember. And I'm a, I'm a Notre Dame football fan, too. So that's what, the, you know, I, I always root for Matt Ryan, even though he went to Boston College. And uh, my first Notre Dame football game, I was in ninth grade. My dad took me out to South Bend, and it was the 17-17 tie Notre Dame-Michigan game. Um, so that was back. I want to say Rick Meyer, Jerome Bettis, Reggie Brooks, Rodney Culver. That was uh, all the guys. And my other fond memory of that was uh, – I want to say Notre Dame was playing for the national championship and uh, the Rocket, Rahib Ishmael, was like yes. the returner in the game. And uh, I forget what the bowl game was, was, but it was for the national title. And he returned a kickoff for a touchdown and they called it back because of holding. And uh, I was heartbroken. That was like my biggest heartbreak as a little kid was, was that holding call on the Rocket. And so, you know what's crazy is I grew up right in the shadow of the Georgia, Georgia Dome. I grew up two, two streets up the road on off Simpson, which is the Dome is on Alvin Allen and Northside. I was two miles from the Dome growing up. So my, I, my dad always took us to at least two, two games a year, bro. Always. It was always going to be the 49ers when it was in the NFC West and always Tampa. It was going to go to those two games always, man. It was always fun, man. You know, so my dad put in me the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Hawks. That was my whole life. That's all I've known my whole life <laughs> living in Atlanta. <laughs> No, I, you know, I used to watch the Hawks back in the day. That was kind of right when I started playing basketball when Spud Webb and Dominique were there. So those were, you know, that was just kind of amazing to watch them too play together. And um, obviously Doc Rivers played for the Hawks for a little bit. So, you know, I was familiar with, with him and just, uh, it's, it's just so many great childhood memories. And it's funny how it comes back to some Atlanta teams, you know? You know, karma's crazy for me, you know, growing up in Atlanta, 
being a young kid, been Sheffield Hawks, but now I'm covering the teams here that I grew up cheering for, right? Now now I can talk to Dominique Wilkins like a colleague and a friend before I, when I was cheering for him as a kid. It was, it's, to me, it's amazing that how cool Neek is. He's he's so laid back and reserved. He doesn't act like he's Dominique Wilkins. He's just a cool dude who loves to talk to you, talk ball with you, talk football with you too. No, it's it's awesome. I tell everybody this every day. Like you're you're living your dream with being engaged in sports and the community that you grew up in and the professional teams you cheered for. And you know, same thing for me. You know, I'm coaching a, a program that I grew up watching and had a chance to play for, and then come back and, and help as a director of ops and then help as an assistant. And now I'm the guy you know running the ship. And uh, you know, it's just a blessing. You're never really you know, you got to pinch yourself sometimes when it's your job and you're getting paid to do something, but you love to do it. And it's, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's not work. It's, it's a passion. It's, it's oh, a yeah. love and, uh, you know, thankful to be able to make an impact. So it, it's great. Now, I haven't told you this privately, but I'm telling you this publicly. You inspired me, man. You got me involved more in the community than I ever been. Because I saw what you did with your job, because I was coaching for change. Because helping with the, this runoff elections here, with people on the ground here, giving people water, taking people food at the, at the polls, man. I thought about what you were doing. And I said, let me do this. I can do this here locally here. So you inspired me, Carm. You said, I can tell you, but you did, man. And I really got involved in, in the elections more than I ever have previously until talking to you about what you're doing with voting and helping people out, coaching for change. Man. So I must tell you, man, you definitely sparked some in me, brother. No, I appreciate it. It's funny. I'm talking to a friend and, you know, where we bring coaches for change is, you know, I think we can all be agents of change and, and we can say, hey, you know, we got, you know, members from all over different schools, different conferences in the U.S. And what do you want to be the, the mission of, of your school, right? Use coaches for change as kind of the, the, the background, but say, hey, at school X, Y, and Z, you know, our coaches for change idea is going to be to to feed you know 500 homeless peoples at this shelter at this shelter you know every month or it's going to be to you know do an after school clinic for people that can't afford daycare or after school sitting while they're still at work you know it could be a, a plethora of things as long as we're behind it and we're saying hey we want to be a coach for change and then you implement with that kind of as the idea, you implement whatever you think is needed in your community. And that way you're empowering everybody and everybody's kind of invested. And I think that's the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be political. It doesn't have to be about voting. No, we wanted to make sure we were educating our student athletes and getting people engaged and registered to vote. Cause that's just, I think uh, a necessity in a democracy. But at the end of the day, now it's about being able to say Black Lives Matter. It's about being able to say, hey, I'm standing up. You can't say that. That's not right. Or you see something and you can call something out. You know, it's, it's funny. Obviously, Martin Luther King um, Day was yesterday. And, you know, you get so many people that only want to post stuff about him on, on the, the, the anniversary, right? And, mm -hmm. Well, what are you doing those other 364 days of the year? How are you impacting your community for a positive you know, positive growth with talking about social injustices and racism and what are you doing to help it? Not just on that one day a year where you want to post something on Facebook or social media with a great quote from Martin Luther King. You know, that's not really anything for me. I mean, I think you got to live your life as opposed to just kind of trying to tell people about your life on social media. Most definitely, Carmen. That's why I said going forward, I'm going to do more civic engagement work with the community, get people education-wise, helping them out, help our young kids, get them into sports, youth programs. Cause I feel like, man, I, I realized this, Carmen, over the summer, that this show 
impact so many people because I got so many emails about how thank you, JR, for doing the show because you're helping me give me a break from this COVID and all this stuff. So, Coach, I already didn't know, Carm, until reading these emails how much impact I had on people with this show. I already didn't, bro. No, no, no lot to you. I had no deal to this summer. Yeah, and that's, and that's the other thing we try to do. You know, we did a video for uh, – we had an elderly fan in a nursing home whose daughter was an alum, and her family had multiple alums, and they said, hey – you know, my mom was really down and out. She couldn't see her grandkids. She couldn't see her kids because she's in a nursing home. And, uh, you know, we told her your guys' games were, you know, streamed on ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, ESPN3, ESPNU, whatever, you know, we were on at that time. And it brought her joy. And so my thing is, you know, we can bring so many people joy just by, you know, being who we are and, and playing a good brand of basketball and staying committed to one another and showing that genuine care and love, you know, where, you know, we can bring people joy that can't get out, you know, that may be, you know, confined to spaces because of certain circumstances, whether it be COVID or, you know, just overall well-being and health. So at the end of the day, we just look to make a positive impact in anything we can do to bring people together and bring them some joy. Man, Carl, thank you for your time, brother. Hey, I think I got to get the radio here real soon. I'm going to give some time to get ready for that, man. But thank you for us giving us some time on the show, man. You're a good friend of mine. I, I appreciate our friendship, man. You're always good and good to me, brother. Anytime I can help you, let me know, brother. Thanks, JR. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a great day. You too, brother. See you soon now. See you later. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.